Hello, everyone. Welcome to At The Root with Greg Kuyper on KKNW. Greg is a psychotherapist and holistic life coach. His practice is Kuyper Counseling. Through his professional practice and personal experiences, Greg knows that without connection with ourselves, connection with others is near impossible because emotional connection is at the root of healthy living. If you want to connect with Greg, you can do so live by calling into the show. The number is 425-373-5527. Let me repeat it for those of you fumbling for a pen, 425 425- 373-5527. And remember, you can also learn more about and connect with Greg by going to his website, kypercounseling.com. There you'll find, as I said, info about him, past episodes, resources, a contact form, even a link to his YouTube channel called Connection Through Awareness with Greg Kuiper. So hello, Greg. Hello, Stacy. Good to see you again. Good to see you too. So uh, we have been chatting recently about listening for the past few shows. It has been, uh, it has felt personal, to be honest. Mm. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And I think that uh, it must feel that way for anyone that listens to your show and listens for advice about being a better insert, you know, partner, partner. worker, uh, co-worker, uh, yeah. you know, whatever, because I, I hear you in my head, uh, sometimes and making decisions about how I'm listening. And am I just waiting for the person to hurry up and finish and talk and those kinds of things. So, uh, it's resonating. Yeah. You know, you know, I think when we all think about listening, we, we, we can come to this place of, oh, yeah, am I doing this? What am I doing? You know, I mean, it's kind of a, a, a touchy, unspoken topic. You know what I mean? Until we speak mm-hmm. about it. And, and so much of communication is listening. I mean, the, the speaking part is just kind of there. But the listening is what uh, really um, allows the the information to come across, the intent, well, the feeling. And what's what's interesting is uh, as you talk about how people don't really speak about it or talk about it, well, it's because it would require listening. You know, like <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll, right? Like they'll speak about it, you know, a ton. Like you're not listening to me and whatever. Right. But then when it comes to their part and how they need to listen, they're much more comfortable. And when I say they, I mean me, uh, right. are much more comfortable uh, doing the speaking than the listening. Right. Well, you know, it, it, we've been talking a lot about it and, and we're going to talk quite a bit more about it, actually. I, I, the more I dive into this, the more material I'm coming up with. And, and as I'm really thinking about, all, you know, all the people that I see and work with, the couples that I work with and how often this topic comes up and mm-hmm. it's, it's every, every one. I can't think of one that's not there. That's especially when working with couples and it's, you know, it, it comes in any, any form you can imagine, you know, she's not listening to me or, mm-hmm. or, 
you know, I never get to say anything or I can't get a word in edgewise. Or, I mean, all of these comments just reflect that, that someone is feeling not heard, mm-hmm. not listened to. And if we really get down to it, 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 the nuts and bolts, it's both people aren't getting heard. And that's right. when it's really troublesome, right? I mean, absolutely. The, so the communication is uh, pretty much non existent, put on hold, whatever you want to call it, because nobody's listening, truly listening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is, which is bad. Um, yeah. So, so, okay. Oh, sensei or, you know, sensei, <laughs> master, uh, grasshopper, whatever, you know, whatever we can call like. Tell me more. I'm ready to learn more. We talked about how part of listening is hearing, right? A big part of listening is hearing. And and that's the actual, uh, like, reception of the words into our brains, right? We we have these ears and they sense and it gets translated. The words get translated into our brain and we hear them. And the intake of these sounds is, is just part of this equation, though, right? There is... There's the context and also our interpretation. And most importantly, uh, I think we talked about this last week, the intent of the speaker we are listening to. And, and what do I mean by that, right? When, mm-hmm. when someone is verbally communicating with, with us, they are relaying a, a point of view, their point of view. And with that point of view, there comes a, a, a reason for sharing that point of view, the intent, right? Mm-hmm. So, so last time we asked some questions, right? And, and those questions were, how often do we allow the intent of the speaker to be a part of our hearing? Right. How often? I mean, everybody just kind of think about that for a second. I mean... It's embarrassing, actually. <laughs> well, it's like, un- I mean, it's we're unconsciously doing it, but yeah, okay, it's embarrassing. I mean, I mean, it is. Uh, you know, um, again, I feel like when I, my job is to speak for the listener, and when I really think about these things, uh, you know, I'm not great about it. It's, yeah, yeah. Enough said. Says, why, why, why do you think we struggle? with tuning in to this critical, you know, this crucial piece of communication. Why do we struggle with listening to the full intent and the feeling and what's going on and not just the words? What's in there? Why do we struggle? Okay, you got your hand up. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to raise your hand, okay? Just you and me. (laughs) Okay, well, you know, I'm just being polite. Um, I I really feel like as I've been learning about these things with you, how it reflects on me, it always Um, comes back to me and the fact that what does that say about me? And then the narrative that I have, it is definitely about uh, controlling the narrative mm, about me mm -hmm. and controlling uh, the narrative or managing the narrative that I've, I've been raised with. Right. The unconscious so of, narrative. Mm-hmm, totally. A lot of insecurities about about being found out. Oh, ooh, being found out. I like that. Yeah. It kind of says it, though, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So and why, 
is all of this cognitive noise. That's what I call it in our head, right? It's just noise. It's our thoughts going around and around, and we're this narrative you're talking about and solving the problem and whatever, and we're not listening. Mm-hmm. Why is all this cognitive noise so much more important than the sensitivities and information that's that this person's trying to share with us? It's a great question, right? Why is it? Why why do we think it's so much more important? I don't think we do consciously, right? Mm-hmm. If well, I, I suppose some people could, but that would be, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think that I, it's that humanity piece. It's that vulnerability piece and really allowing ourselves to be vulnerable. I I don't think most of us mean to be not listening and, you know, struggling with this this noise that we have uh, at all, but Mm -hmm. we just can't get out of our own way. Ooh, that's it. Yeah. True connection, right? Connection between a couple of people happens between these people when a degree of attunement happens. That's a word we use a lot on this show, right? How many Mm -hmm. hundreds of times I've said that, but attunement, as we've so often mentioned, is the reciprocal back and forth, exchange of sensitivities and information. So so here we are. The sensitivities are the fluffy stuff, right? The fluffy stuff, the feelings involved. Excitement, fear, anger, sadness, joy, desperation maybe. Whatever it is, it's it's the feelings involved. And the information is the words and the context, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although the context, adds eh, a little bit of a gray area because I guess it could be influenced by the fluffy stuff. But regardless, we've, we've got fluffy stuff and we got words happening between individuals. Mm-hmm. Why do we so often ignore and even gloss over the fluffy stuff, the feelings? The, another question, right? Well, Why do yeah. we gloss over it or, or ignore it, right? Pretend it's not there. I work, you know, with a lot of couples in relationships, and and listening, as I mentioned before, is a key factor in almost every pair I counsel. Um, I do some family counseling too, and that's even uh, more of a. It can be even more of a crazy dynamic when you put four or five or six people together and nobody's listening, right? I mean, sure. It's, it's 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 a key factor, and this is not just isolated to uh, partners or families in committed relationships, right? This mm-hmm. is this is exhibited in all facets of societies and cultures, you know, um, dare I say glo- yeah. globally, you know, whenever there's an interaction happening between individuals. Well, think about all of the jokes that are out there about, you know, how many fill in the blanks does it take to like change a light bulb, right? <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's sort of like there's the opinions of everybody, right? And everybody yeah. thinks they know how to do it. And so when you have a bunch of people that are trying to communicate and come to some, not even a consensus, but that maybe that's one of the issues that you think you need to come to a consensus and really you just need to come to an appreciation or a listening. Oh, good point. Good point. It's going to segue right into something here later. Uh, no, look yeah, at me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, look at the, 
mean, I don't want to get into a big, uh, you know, national political discourse here or whatever, but look at the current political climate in this country, right? Sure. Is, is anyone really listening to the other viewpoints? Right. Attempting an attuned connection. Attempting the reciprocal exchange of sensitivities and information. Is anyone doing this in this uh, political climate? Right. It's extremely rare if it's happening, right? Mm-hmm. And it's certainly Absolutely. not in, it's not in the spotlight, at least, right? This is complicated, of course, by the sheer amount of information flying around and where it's coming from, you know. The intent of the speaker that we want to listen to, in many instances, comes into serious question, too, right, in this big discourse, right? And sure. That, that is why intent is so important to the communication. In instances like this, what I've called the fluffy stuff that we ignore and gloss over, I mean, this stuff is deception, lies, resentments, hate, fear, maybe, mm-hmm. certainly manipulation. So... I don't know how we even call that stuff fluffy, right? We don't. I know. That's an oxymoron. Isn't right, it? right. But, but nevertheless, yeah. they are the sensitivities, ew, if we can even call them that, that are being shared. And it's being ignored and glossed over. So, so back down to our scale here, right? What, what, mm-hmm. what happens when relationships become so polarized? The extremes don't allow for much comprehension of intent, right? I mean, when it's so far right and wrong, so far extreme left and right, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, black and white. Black and white, when it's so far apart, how, how do we even comprehend the intent of that one that we can't even see way over there, right? I mean, it's, it's joining in understanding rather than separating requires that we get inside the other. We come to know from the other's point of view what is being presented. The norm these days seems to be forcing a point of view on the other, right, rather than knowing and understanding their point of view. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so, and right, the point of view is kind of even a weird term when we're talking about these extremes, right? With, with, with these extremes of point of view, it, it can seem impossible to bridge mm-hmm. the gap and, and, and find uh, the intent, find out what's going on in there. Yeah. So, yeah. there you go. Uh, okay. This, it's so interesting, and especially when you put it, uh, you know, obviously – as somebody that focuses on uh, relationship counseling and and communication and whatever, but it it totally does play out on the global scale and it resonates so much. We're all talking at each other and we think we want a consensus, but really we just want people to validate our point of view because it's what we're comfortable with. And we forget to be, uh, to show empathy that everyone has a different point of view based on their different experiences and narratives. Right. So, oof, all right. So let's take a break here. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break here. And then when we come back, uh, maybe you can help us with uh, bridging the gap. Okay. We'll be right back with At The Root, Greg Kuiper.
Sometimes psychotherapy is not enough to get to the root of our illusions. Hypnotherapy with licensed practitioner Annette Kuyper of Solid Insight can help. With hypnotherapy, it's possible to tap into what's beneath our layers of protection and resolve the illusions that stop us from accomplishing what we want. Hypnotherapy is a safe state of relaxed calm coupled with elevated mental awareness that allows for a deeper dive into our subconscious. Led by Annette, it's about understanding and loving ourselves and creating a deeper connection with others. Learn more about Annette at SolidInsightNow.com. Looking to reconnect with your partner, spouse, kids, or self? When the disconnect seemingly has been there for a lifetime and is impacting your relationships, it's difficult to determine how and where to start. But at the root with Greg Kuyper of Kuyper Counseling is the perfect first step. Throughout each episode, Greg talks about establishing emotional connection with ourselves and others. He offers experience, advice, explanation, and resources to listeners. You can find past episodes on his website, KuyperCounseling.com, or through his YouTube channel, Connection Through Awareness with Greg Kuyper. Hey, are you missing listening to this show is all about you with me, JDK Winnikin? Well, you don't have to. You can still listen to Greg Kuyper's show at The Root and my show. It's a win-win in every way because you can download my show and his at Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Don't miss a minute of either show and listen to them on your own schedule. So be aware out there that you can listen to both of us still. And isn't that comforting? Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to At The Root with Greg Piper here on KKNW. Reminder, if you would like to connect with Greg, you can call into the show. The number is 425 373 5527. You can also go to hypercounseling.com to learn more about Greg. So we were talking before the break about listening and bridging the gap between uh, all the different things that we need to think about, point of view and uh, and all of that. So take it away. Well, bridging the gap, but you know, the, how far, how, how big is the gap? How, how far are we polarized, right? Right. Is it a well, chasm or is it like, you know, right. a right. leap? Right. And that's the gap we're talking about, right? And and right now, you know, in the political climate in our country, I mean, the gap is like you can't even see either side. It's huge. It's it's And so that's the difficulty. There is no seeing the other point of view at this point, um, my opinion. Um, but 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 back back to what we're talking about. With, with relationships, because I think that's a big part of why the bigger picture is the way it is. You know? mm-hmm. um, I would agree, yeah. We got a lot, of, a lot of us out there that are struggling with this connection, attunement, and listening, I think. So bridging this gap, how, how big is it? Making our way towards respect for the other's point of view. I didn't say agreement, mm-hmm. maybe not agreement, but respect for the other's point of view. Honoring, yeah, we're not good at that. No, 
honoring the differences, right, to find the elusive attunement we're talking about, a reciprocal exchange of sensitivities and information. Once again, maybe we should add respect to that definition, right? Reciprocal, Mm -hmm. respectful exchange of sensitivities and information. Um, Yeah, I like that. I like that too, actually. Uh, It's such an important... Uh, it there's a certain thing about respect that means that you have seen the person, which you've talked about that, the idea of right. seeing someone before and hearing them because uh, you're just giving them the space to just be. Right. Right. In my work with uh, partners, right, couples, there are many instances of extreme separation. I see that, you know, the gap is big sometimes. And the the relationship in this instance has gotten to a point over the years, right, years and years, where, where the gap is so large that it's difficult to find any materials to start building this bridge. Okay. It's just a big gap. The infamous four horsemen of the apocalypse have been galloping all over the place, right, trampling anything that resembles construction. Mm-hmm. What we're talking about here is uh, defensiveness, criticism, contempt, and stonewalling. That's the the Gottman's description of the four behaviors that spell disaster in a relationship: defensiveness, criticism, contempt, and stonewalling. Hmm. Regardless of the degree of polarization of this relationship, right? The key to getting this bridge under construction, start building, is finding common ground as the cornerstone of the building, right? Mm -hmm. Typically, this commonality has long ago been locked up or buried, right? Out, Out of sight, out of mind. But without it, listing and respect is not happening. This common ground, you know, it, it was there at some point. Sometime it was there. It was, it was the reason for the relationship way back when, right? How did this relationship get started? There was some common ground, something. It's um, using one of my ridiculous analogies uh, <laughs> or similes. It's like together you found a piece of property to build on, right? Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, this will be a great place to build our relationship, life, future, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And the shoddy, there's, const- there's shoddy construction work done on the foundation. Right. There and you so you, you know, building a strong foundation, right? Right from the beginning, it's not that strong a foundation. And then you continue to pile stories, literal and figural, mm-hmm. um, onto it. And it comes crashing down at some point. Right. Right. I like that. You know, it, it, something was there because this relationship started, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if this is still around, we have to go back and find it. We've got it because it's not around right now. We're not seeing it. But it's still there. We've got to find it, dig it out, provide a little whatever, resuscitation, right? Bring it back mm-hmm. to life. So I, I enjoy this part of the journey w- w- when I'm working with a couple. 
watching them return to the beginning, bring up stories, nuances of how they met. And, you know, there's, there's generally in these stories, there's a lot of laughing and giggling going on. And, you know, uh, the tone of the interaction is, is much softer. Polarization isn't, isn't hanging around at that moment, right, as, as we're going back and talking about this. And most of the time, somewhere in this, there's going to be a pause at some point. And, and one will say to the other something like, my God, I love you so much. Aww. Well, it happens. And, and there are tears and hugs and maybe some nervous laughter after saying that, right? And then, and then bingo, we've found the common ground right there. There it is. That's what it is. We're placing the cornerstone and preparing to bring in the heavy equipment now, right? Dare I say it, you took them back to Blueberry Hill right, where they found go. their thrills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I did. laughs> right? I mean, you know, yeah. that that piece of land that they found together, that common literal ground that they decided to build upon. And whatever it was for them. They go back and re-experience that or, or, and bring the memory and the feelings of that memory back with it. And, and there it is. That is that common piece that what happened to it, I don't know. It, 30 years ago, it was there, mm-hmm. right? And now we're able to start. Not way out on the extremes, not way out there where we can't even uh, see each other. But we're in agreement on, on one thing. We love the person so much. Mm-hmm. And we build from there, right? Or whatever it is that they say. But, but it's typically something like that, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, that's sweet. Like, it's sweet that, you know, before, in a way, you tear it down to rebuild, you're remembering, you know, what it all started from. And that's it must be reassuring for them and for you as their uh, counselor and therapist to know that they do get back to that point. That's got to feel good. Yeah, because it's a, someplace you can work from, right? Because mm-hmm. out here on the extremes, the, the polarized, uh, uh, it's, it seems impossible mm-hmm. to, to find any kind of common ground. You know? Right. I work with, sometimes I work with families, right? You know, there's three or four kids and mom and dad, maybe a grandma even or a grandpa. And and there's a, a trouble in the finan- family dynamic, right? It's just polarization, right? Mm-hmm. And you can imagine with that many people, it's all over the place. And and that's the, co- that's, that's the goal that I work for at the beginning is is not listening to who did what and who's to blame and and, you know, if they just stop doing this and if they do this and, and it's all her fault and all that, not listening, not going there, going to the next level of finding where all six of them say something like, well, this family's great. We love this family. Right. There we go. There's the common ground. Now we got something right. to work on, right? There's no right. longer this, uh, it's all his fault or it's all her fault. It's common ground. Very basic, but we all love each other. This is a loving family. Now let's get started, right? So, so that's what we want to do. So, and, and then comes all the work. It's not easy, but 
The goal is to keep it coming, keep this work coming. We've talked about this from a stance of curiosity and discovery and exploration, learning from each other and learning about each other. I mean, that's, that's the only way we can make this happen, especially after 30, 35 years of disruption, agony, mm-hmm. you know, shouting, whatever it's been, distance. Let's just call it distance. I mean, trying to, that can be overwhelming for a couple sometimes, uh, many times. Sure. For, sure. you know, it's been this way forever. Are you sure we can even fix this, right? But it can be done with patients and a stance of curiosity, learning about each other. I didn't know that about you. I've been living with you for 35 years. You see what I mean? Those kind of mm-hmm. things. They, that, it, that, that's, where, that's the basis we're going to work from. So not fixing as much as building anew, right? Only this time with better tools, better materials, right? right so, get that foundation right this time. <laughs> this reminds me, there's a, a YouTube channel that I watch. doesn't matter. It's a, a guy that likes to go underwater exploring, whatever. He found this random submarine that was built in like the 80s or 90s. And, and he went to talk to a, a subject matter expert. So I'm thinking about this in terms of being a relationship, right? right? And he's like, I don't understand. There's no, there's literally no manual that comes with this thing. And I need to learn <laughs> how to communicate with it because I'm going to be under the water and I'm going to need to have ways to communicate and figure out how to do this. And the the guy who specializes in submarines says, you need to completely disassemble this thing and understand every single part and nuance because knowing that you will be able to save your life. Hmm. And that reminds me of what you're talking about here. It's like you're disassembling and rebuilding it so that you really better understand the nuances. And as opposed to those of us that we just get the, the manual and we don't ever really know what any of the parts are. We know how to hit, you know, pause and play. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, and then later on, because we didn't read the manual, we struggle to find the troubleshooting pages, right? Because right. Exactly. <laughs> they're in there we, somewhere. <laughs> right. We threw away the manual because we're like, we know how to make this thing work. And so it was, it was an interesting thing to have the guy say, you know, completely disassemble it and understand why, you know, what each of these parts are and what they contribute to the whole. Yep. That's essentially what we're doing here in the in these relationships. Is yeah, is uh, going back to the beginning. You know, we talked about doing it this time with better tools, materials, and active listening is certainly mm-hmm. one of these tools, a key tool. And 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 with the cornerstone in place, right? We start mm-hmm. to develop skill with this tool. And as with any skill, the better we get, you know, the easier, hopefully, faster the results will be as, as, as we get used to it and we uh, are able to use it more efficiently. Mm-hmm. Last time, uh, we were talking about unconscious bias, remember? And we, mm-hmm. that it's, an, it's a bias we have that 
anyone we're talking to is dumber than us. Now, that doesn't, doesn't mean we consciously think that, right? I mean, maybe some people do. but This, this is part of our autopilot programming from years of reacting from our ego, right? This patterning over the years of, of uh, all the social and environmental influences and biological influences and this pattern, this unconscious program that we've got running. This arrogance is not intentional, right? It's just there. Mm-hmm. And... I think it's like an inner unconscious need to be right. right? Oh, yeah. If shame and guilt and maybe some high expectations or or other factors affecting self-worth were, were part of our early life, right, we can certainly develop a, an inner need to be right, right, because so often we were told we were wrong or we were never allowed to be right, you know? And so this inner unconscious need to be right can, can be there for many of us. And as we mentioned last time, this is a, a form of what is called cognitive bias. Essentially, mm-hmm. what they're talking about is what we experience is a systematic error in thinking that occurs when processing and interpreting information. And many times these biases are our brain's attempt to simplify this processing, right? You know, this information we're trying to process, and it, if, if we can simplify it, it helps us to make decisions maybe with more relative speed and, and, uh, and that uh, allows this cognitive bias to exist, to come in there. Or maybe the the biases are memory related, right? The mm-hmm. the the way we remember an event can be biased for a number of reasons, right? Um, trauma, emotional factors, or, or or these biases may be related to how selective we are in what we are paying attention to, and that's oh, yeah. a key one there, right? So all these biases, cognitive biases, are Operating in the background, generally out of our awareness, right? Reminds me of a filter. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, it's like everything that you do is through a particular filter. And I don't mean like a strainer. I mean a filter, like a good old Snapchat filter mm-hmm. where, mm-hmm. you know, everything that you're doing has these uh you know, these cognitive biases, like you've got the filter on them. And so you only see things in the way that you see them and everyone else has their own filters and they are seeing, you know, you're all looking at the same thing, but if you all put that your own filter over them, then you're all looking at something completely different. Right. We could very well call this cognitive filters, right? Yeah. Really. So this, we've got this unconscious need to be right. And this greatly affects our ability to listen, think, right? I mean, it's just, it just, there it is. We can't pretend to be listening while we're waiting for things we can, you know, belittle or correct or, mm-hmm. or interject or interrupt. I mean, it, it, we can't pretend to be listening when, when we're doing that. Scanning for clues 
from the speaker that we can use to make this person feel wrong. And of course, that lets us feel right. Once again, most of the time, this is unconscious, but we're doing it. Well, and this, and 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 you know, I I noticed this in a lot of people. They're not doing it consciously; it's unconscious. But for me, watching it happen, and especially if it's happening to me, I'm very aware uh, that that of their need to be right, and they don't even know they have this need to be right. It's just unconscious, and it's happening, but it's totally messing up the connection with me. Mm-hmm. Now, I may be that way, too, with somebody else, so I can't say that I'm perfect, but this need to be right um, plays into another bias many of us have, too, right? The fixer bias. Oh. oh yeah. That one. Right. Let's, uh, all right. Let's, I feel like this is, I feel like I'm going to relate to this one uh, very strongly. So do you want to take a quick break here? Sure. And then when we come back, we can talk about the fixer bias. Yeah. I have a feeling, uh, I have a feeling I'm going to relate to it. And really it's all about me, which is sort of my fixer bias. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, break so let's take a break and uh, keep listening to At The Root with Greg Kuiper. We will be right back after this short break. Too many relationships are adversely affected by wounds from our past. Lack of connection, unhappiness, shame, and regret are just some of the fallouts we experience when we choose to avoid addressing those wounds. Greg Kuiper of Kuiper Counseling is a psychotherapist committed to re-establishing connection with self to create greater connection with others. His work with teens, individuals, couples, and those struggling with substance use. If you struggle with old wounds or unhealthy narratives, get to the root of them in yourself by contacting Greg Kuiper at KuiperCounseling.com. That's KuiperCounseling.com. Whether it's fly fishing or French pastry, we all have something that makes our tail wag. Involuntary and instinctive, it's sparked by excitement, inspired by purpose, and it speaks to who we are. I'm Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. I lead clients to the place that makes their tail wag. As a creative director, I bring ideas to life. As a podcast producer, I give ideas a voice. Stacy Connects, it's my superpower. If you want to connect with me, Stacy Heller, go to stacyconnects.com. Asking questions is better than making assumptions. Such is the premise of my show, Stacy Connects, a show about making connections through conversation. I welcome a diverse assortment of guests to chat about topics and ideas that are sometimes educational, sometimes inspirational, a little personal, and always entertaining. Every week, I draw out and befriend the elephant in the room so listeners can connect with the unexpected. Listen live Tuesdays from 3 to 4 on Alternative Talk, 1150 KKNW. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You are listening to At The Root with Greg Kuiper. Remember, he is a a counselor. He is, he's the man. I mean, (laughs) I, I. I mean, I'm just saying he's a psychotherapist, well, he's a holistic life coach. But every week when we do this show, I mean, it's it really feels like you are 
basically doing the show for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think there's a universal we. So before the break, you were going to start talking about the fixer bias. And Mm -hmm. during the break, I said, oh, oh, I bet I know what this is about. And um, basically, my guess is uh, that it is those of us that listen with the intent of whatever anyone is saying to us, they're having a problem and we're going to fix it. Basically. So, yeah. yeah. Look at me. I, well, I know this, it because I relate to it. <laughs> <laughs> I think many of us do. Right. This one is particularly troubling in, in, in relationships, right? I see it mm-hmm. almost everyone that I, I work with while the speaker is sharing, right? The fixer is not listening to anything but the words and and is formulating a solution to what they perceive as the problem, right? And if the speaker would just shut up, the fixer <laughs> can solve this so-called problem and everyone can move on and, and uh, happily ever after, right? And uh, it's these times, most of the times, it's so obvious to the speaker what the fixer is automatically doing, right? I mean, most of the time, it's just obvious, especially if this has been going on for a long time among two people that know each other really well, right? Mm-hmm. And so so the, the speaker knows that the fixer is automatically doing this, and, and, and it's so obvious to them that an escalation is most likely going to happen, right? Or it's going to... There's going to be some challenges, some criticism. Stop it. You always do this. You know, no, I don't. That kind of mm-hmm. thing, right? Or the speaker will just withdraw in frustration because this is the 75th million time that they've had to do this, right? So, and that in itself is another source of potential escalation. You know, you always walk away. You know, I mean, here we go, right? Um, well, and I was thinking about this. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, uh, no. I was, I was thinking about uh this and in terms of isn't it interesting that you know when we're having an exchange of information with each other that somehow we think that whomever the speaker is there's a question mark at the end of it as if they need it (laughs) that's good i like that yeah and it's like by the way every statement that is made is not actually a question it, it it is just a declarative sentence remember right. that people that you know took uh english you know it's like it there's not an exclamation point there's not a question mark it, it there is a period it is just a declarative sentence that doesn't require anything else other than maybe a declarative sentence <laughs> right an acknowledgement yeah a validation that's what we're looking for so I, I find this bias much of the time is attributable to, for the listener who's not listening, to an inability on the fixer's part to feel, share, and express emotions, right? The fixer doesn't want to go to that fluffy place with the listener, right? It's getting fluffy. I don't want to go there. It's uncomfortable because they really don't know how to go there. This is unconscious again. We need to learn and practice non-intervention. And this requires a lot of patience, a lot of practice, practice. And, you know, we need to remind ourselves constantly 
do not react or intervene unless we're invited to or or when it's obvious that it's being welcomed, right? Mm-hmm. So we need to just absorb what they are saying and do the, our best to understand their point of view. Our internal monologue, right, is continuously running. That's life. And it is always ready to dump out of our brains and take over a conversation, right? I mean, it, it just is for, for many of us, unless we practice this and, and, and work on it. Think about, all the, think about all the times that somebody's telling you something and they're excited and now you get excited and you want to interject and, it's, you know, and I remember the time that happened to me and my, 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 but you just took it away from them, right? And you, uh, uh, so you didn't hear the full narrative that they had. You didn't hear where it was coming from. You, you stole it from them and made I'm it. I'm so guilty of that. And made it about you, right? And that doesn't mean you did it intentionally to hurt them. You just did it. And, and, um, you know what's yeah. interesting about that? When I do that, I genuinely don't feel like I'm doing it to steal anyone's thunder. I'm no, doing no. it yeah. because in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, same. You know, like, let me share a story or let me share a whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that I am sharing in this thought, this experience, this whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you're right. The number of times that I have walked away from an interaction with someone and I've thought, I really didn't need to to share because then, you know, it does shift the focus. Finally, maybe the quiet person or the person that doesn't share often they actually open up and share and hello we all know that I talk a lot and (laughs) so I share my story and because I'm maybe more outgoing or whatever people glom on and respond to that and the initial speaker is overlooked and I walk away feeling terrible about that yeah and and that doesn't mean we can't share in this interaction and 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 join the excitement or whatever that doesn't mean it at all i mean that that would not be that would yeah that would not be uh, uh, positive in any way right right but what we want to do and we're going to talk a lot more about this is is listen to their you know what they're saying and and from their point of view, understand their feelings behind it. Are they excited? Are they sad? Are they angry? Are they, I mean, where is this coming from? What's the intent here? Is the intent to share something so joyous with my friend? Is the intent to point out something uh, about me that needs to be pointed out? Right. Or is it, what is the intent? And then to validate that person when they're, when they're finished, right? I get it. I understand. I know how you feel. Oh, my gosh, I got it. You know? And then as the conversation continues to share your part and 
then they become the listener and they validate you. And mm-hmm. this is attunement. This is when this is when the two people grow together. Mm-hmm. Right? This is a these are special moments of sharing vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. I love it when uh, Carl Rogers, we used, talked about him a lot last week, but uh, uh, we have to have intention to, um, to not take over, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, when we offer our interpretation, we are usually responding to our needs to see the world in certain ways. Ooh. Oh, man. Does that come home or what, right? Oh, I mean. <laughs> responding to our needs internally to see the world in certain ways. You know, we are hesitant, we are scared, we are whatever, to see that world in other ways, in mm-hmm. other points of view. A lot of times this has to do with fear and all that old stuff from the past that plagued us and traumas and all that. But, but Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I see it so often in uh you know conversations and uh this past weekend um i i got into a tiff with my husband and you know i was like hmm well <laughs> and you know responded in such a way and you know it was you know i think that i'm responding to well if i'm hearing you right this is how you're feeling and like well, let me tell you what my interpretation of that is. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's 100% to, and this is going back to what you talked about at the beginning of the show, to get him to be thinking like I think, which completely then, uh, like, takes him out of the equation. Like, it would be like, I want to be in a relationship with myself. Can't you see how great I am? <laughs> right. Well, Roger said, you know, um, uh, uh, listening well is a growth experience for us, right? It allows us to get the best out of others. Ooh, right there. Mm-hmm. It allows us to get the best out of others and grow. Mm-hmm. The, there's a... a, a and, oh, gosh, who was it? M. M. Owen is the name of this author, but he was writing about listening, and it said, the people who listen so hard that they pull new things out of us, who hear things we didn't even say, are the ones we grab onto for life. I love that. Oh, I like that, too. The people who listen so hard that they pull new things out of us, right? Who hear things that we didn't even say, but it just pulled it out of us. Those are the people that we grab onto for life. Because why? The connection, the attunement. Mm -hmm. I mean, talk about sharing sensitivities (laughs) 
and information. Right. I mean, we can all, hopefully, we can all think of times that we experienced that with someone. Who said that? His name is M.M. Owen, I believe. Oh, gosh, I didn't write it down. But he had That's a okay. great, he had, he's an essayist, an author, but he had a great article on. Uh, uh, That's I'm interesting. trying to find it here. Well, anyway, it's, uh, uh, but I just love the way that said. Um, yeah. Because they're those people that pull things out of us and they're doing it by listening, right? And, and listening it's full-bodied. With, with the intent. It's listening with the body language. It's listening with the facial expressions. It's listening with the intent to hear every nuance. That's communication. That is the connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish it was easy, right? <laughs> I... <laughs> but, but it can be with practice, right? So everybody this week just... Every now and then, if you can, or at least once, uh, when you're in a conversation and you're listening, catch yourself and go, okay, I'm going to, you know, really listen as this person talks. I'm going to dig into what, what's behind, what's the point of view, what is their intent, you know, mm-hmm. and just open up. You don't have to ask those questions as you're doing it, but just open up and those answers will come to you. Right, and then you are allowing a growth experience, and you're getting the best of them, and they're getting the best of you. Wow. Yeah, there and I, I'm I'm thinking about that homework assignment, and I'm thinking that you know, for me, who I I have a hard time focusing in general, mm-hmm. but as as this concept of you know really fully listening. I can, you know, okay, if I can't focus all the time on one particular thing, like look at the body language, look mm-hmm. at, you know, our arms crossed, our legs crossed, uh, right. you know, how do they, are they talking fast? Are they talking slow? And, you know, at the very least, uh, stop yourself and be present in the moment and, you know, right. like really picking up on all those clues. Yep. Yep. You are in their energy field. Mm-hmm. Feel their energy field. Think about that one. There you go. That's yeah. tuning in. Wow. All okay. right. I'm we've got a lot more homework. on this. Yeah, we've got a lot more. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, I think that pretty much does it for today. And yep. I can't handle too much homework because <laughs> I'm not great at turning it in. So, um, <laughs> well, you're going to have to next week. All right. So, be ready. All right. So remember, uh, find Greg at KuiperCounseling.com. And Greg, what do you want to let people know out there? Everyone, stay aware out there. See you next week. 